Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 172 of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chris Seeple, the mental health mentor. Now, I'm really excited to share Chris with you today, and I just firstly want to say how proud I am of Chris for coming on the show because Chris suffers from severe anxiety, and I know personally um, when there's, and I get this a lot too, when I go into a, a new workplace or a new school or I'm speaking in front of an audience I don't know, I get quite anxious, and I don't suffer from anxiety. So for Chris to do what he did today and be so open, honest, vulnerable, the way he did, um, I just know the impact this will make on so many people around the world. So guys, sit back. We're going to talk about a number of different things. Um different strategies to deal with anxiety. Um, and it's one of those things that a lot of time, if you suffer anxiety, it'll it's not something you can fix. It's something that you can find different routines or structures to help you best deal with that and live the best possible life you can. And, and that's what Chris talks about today, as well as where you can reach him um, just to simply have a chat. He wants to help as many people as possible. And you can tell that by just how open and honest he is with everything he says today. So Guys, sit back, episode number 172. Alright, welcome back to the podcast. Chris Bell, how are you, buddy? Yeah, mate, great. How are you? Always good. Now, I'm excited that uh, you've just launched the Mental Health Mentor, and we're going to talk about that. But um, Chris, for everybody that may not be aware of the work you're doing or your background, do you want to just paint the picture for the listeners? Yep. Um, so I'm 39 now. Um, I've been a school teacher for most of my life. I've been teaching for 16 years. Um, I've taught mostly boys in that time, but I've also taught girls. I taught in Oxford in the UK for a couple of years and taught psychology over there, but mainly I've been a maths teacher to boys. And um, yeah, I've been doing that. And um, long story short, which we'll get into, um, I've been suffering anxiety, debilitating anxiety for the past six years at least. And Seven months ago, it just got teaching just got too much for me. The world got too much for me. I just, if I'm being honest, if I didn't stop teaching, I probably still wouldn't be here today. So I had to decide to put myself first and just take some time away from everything and just really, really try and concentrate on getting myself well. And so that was um, that was seven months ago. So yeah, I haven't um, haven't been working for seven months. And uh, I'm guessing that that was a pretty tough decision, mate, when you said you've done that your whole life. Um, yeah. How hard was that to obviously firstly pull away from teaching, but then also um, have the courage to say, right, no, I need to invest this time in myself and I, I need to get better? Mate, it was massive. I toyed with it for a couple of years and I was actually a colleague at work who who I talked to quite a bit about it and he said to me, mate, he goes, it's either you stay here or you leave and you stay alive. And I was, I've was i always been really honest with him and I told him my struggles. And so he was the one that, um, yeah, he was the one that sort of gave me the, the push to actually say, you know what, I can't do this anymore and I need to start looking after myself. But in saying that, um, ever since I did start to get anxious, I've, I've been to every health professional that you could actually go to. I've tried every medication under the sun. I've been to retreats. I've had at hospital stays, you name it, I've done it. I've actually spent my life savings trying to get myself well, but I just needed to 
focus completely on myself and just yeah I just I just couldn't handle teaching anymore it was something that I once loved and I love the kids I still do and I that's what I'm doing now I'm trying to help boys and men but yeah it was just too much for me so I had to step away yeah mate well that's it's a really brave brave decision because um i know we're just talking a little bit off air and and the and the love you have for um educating and working with young men particularly um would have been a really tough decision but before we get into you know the work you're doing now um have you always had anxiety or is this something that's was there something that triggered this so i've always been i can remember back when i was really young playing rugby rugby was my life rugby union and it was always something that i worried about um i I was a happy kid, but I did worry at school about if I was going to get good marks and stuff like that. But it all really got triggered when I was about 21. I had I was working as a debt collector while I was at uni studying teaching, and I got to work one day and I just had this massive workload and I just had a panic attack. At the time, I didn't know what it was, um, and I just broke down and I had to leave. And my girlfriend at the time said to me, well, you know, both my parents take medication why don't you go to the doctor and and see what what she says so I went to the doctor and she prescribed me medication and I suppose for the next 15 years I took that medication and I suppose it covered everything up for me um and although I was still feeling anxious at times I was I was living a happy life and I was able to get on with things but seven seven years ago my marriage of 10 years split up and that's probably what triggered the anxiety I think um I had a I had a year where me and my brother lived together and unfortunately he got divorced at the same time and we were living together and we were binge drinking heavily on the weekends so I just used that as my coping mechanism and then I thought to myself you know I need to stop this I need to stop trying to cover things up and I thought I need to try and start dating girls again because I was petrified of women and to be honest I still am I'm single and I still find the dating scene really difficult, but I met this girl, we started dating and she wanted to get serious and just, I've, I remember feeling a click in my head and I just felt fear and doom. And to this day, um, the anxiety has actually spiraled out of control into the rest of my life. And basically the world scares me. You, I walk around and everything scares me it's really hard to explain or for people to actually understand but it's really really difficult and yeah only probably two or three months ago with the help of an amazing psychiatrist who I do weekly talk therapy with have I actually started to feel like I'm improving I mean every day still ridiculously difficult Uh, I wake up and I'm anxious and I meditate for 20 minutes I do f45 I try and keep myself busy, but yeah, it's still really difficult, but I do feel like things are on the improve. It's probably a long, a long way from being, you know, good, but I am hopeful. Yeah, Yeah, I am hopeful. And I understand that. And, and, um, like with a lot of things like this, I, I, I've never experienced to that extent, Chris, but I, I think everybody's yep. at some stage has felt some form of anxiety. But um, have you found since you've got, you know, you get up in the morning, you've got your routine now, you've got your meditation, which obviously is a great mindfulness practice. It sets your day up. Then you go to the gym. Is that helping having some routine in your life? Yeah, definitely. I used to, when I, I've been seeing a personal trainer at my old gym, and I train in the afternoons and it was helpful but for the whole day I was feeling like really anxious until I actually went to training and that hour three times a week actually helped me but 
I decided to give F45 a go, more of a cardio-based training program, 45 minutes, and I go in the mornings religiously. I go five times a day, sorry, five times a week, and it has really, really helped me because I wake up at, say, seven, I meditate for half an hour, I have breakfast, and I go to the 9.30 class, and, you know, even if I, for example, this morning, I was feeling, I wasn't feeling anxious, but I was feeling stressed, and... I knew that going to F45 would help. And once I left the class, I did feel better. And that feeling doesn't last all day. It probably only lasts me maybe an hour and a half, but it's better than an hour and a half of, you know, being anxious rather than not anxious. So I definitely do feel, for me, morning exercise is essential. Yeah. Essential. Yeah, and I think that that's uh, there's so much evidence and research out there, Chris. So you know, get your morning started with a win, something particularly moving your body, get those good endorphins going, and um, it it is something that I highly recommend as well. And you just mentioned obviously anxiety, but do do you feel that when you're super anxious, that stress sort of accompanies that? They're sort of like two evil brothers that just sort of come together. Yeah, I find that my anxiety. Now that I've got more on, I mean, when I first stopped teaching, I didn't have anything to do all day, so I just feel anxious all day. But now that I've uh, launched my website and I'm re- people are reaching out to me, I'm actually getting a lot of attention, and now I'm starting to feel overwhelmed and stressed. So, yeah, anxiety and stress definitely go hand in hand for me. Um, I much prefer the feeling of being stressed to being anxious, though, so it's actually not a bad thing to have stuff on for me um because when I wasn't doing anything I just felt anxious and I was just worrying and I find that when I am busy and I've got a routine for the day that yeah I'm stressed but I'd much prefer stress to full-blown debilitating anxiety which I yeah I've been experiencing for six years yeah and and I think that's you, you are your own worst enemy when you've got nothing to go on or really to do. You just go over and over in your head and it gets worse and worse and worse. So I think people can relate to that, mate. And it is great yeah. that you've launched the Mental Health Mentor. So let's talk about that, mate, because obviously um, you've experienced, you're still living it, and it's going to be something probably that you have to deal with the rest of your life. And um, yeah. so talk about the Mental Health Mentor. Where So this is obviously something that you, you're so passionate about. You mentioned that you were helping boys when you were at as a teacher, um, you spoke yep. at retreats, did all these things like that. But um, how, how did this come about? I'm sure um, in your current state, mate, it, that's a big achievement. So firstly, well done for that. But um, secondly, Thank you. yeah, secondly, wh- wh- what's the go? Wh- how did this come about sort of? And has it been a long time coming? Um, yeah, it has been a long time coming. Like I said, I've been a teacher my whole life and I've taught mainly boys and I actually really understand boys and I get them. Um Mostly I've taught boys 15 to 18, but I've also taught younger boys from, you know, 12 years on. And when I started to get anxious, I I thought to myself, surely I'm not the only one feeling like this. Because when I was a kid, when I was growing up, mental health was was not spoken about. I'm 39 and you didn't talk about your feelings and your emotions. It just didn't happen. So when I started to feel anxious, overwhelmed, scared, I thought, surely some of these kids are feeling the same way. So I decided one day, rather than being the teacher that everyone looked up to and thought, you know, was having a great life, I decided that I would include in some of my maths lessons me, talking about me and talking about how I felt. And I felt the kids really, really responded responded to that. And from that, um, I got invited to the Year 12 Retreats 
where I would just get up and talk to 120 boys about me and my experiences and my anxiety and how I get through the day. And um, from that, I had so many boys approach me at school in the first couple of years saying, hey, sir, look, I, I heard what you said and I really resonated with it. This is going on with me. You know, can you help me? And it wasn't just one or two kids. It was 40 or 50 kids. So from that, um, I started to, on my personal Facebook page, which is Chris Seiple, um, I decided to post how I was feeling every second or third day, um, like completely openly and honestly, even the days when I was feeling suicidal. And I would have boys that would finish year 12, and when they'd finish year 12, I would accept them onto Facebook, not when they were at school, but when they'd finished. And I was inundated with kids telling me that they were struggling and needing help and not knowing what to do and not having anyone to talk to. So in a sort of a non-official capacity, I was I was helping them and I was meeting these kids at coffee shops and we were just talking and, yeah, it just really went from there. I thought, you know, this is something – I only thought about this a couple of months ago because I was sitting at home for five months going, what am I going to do with my life, you know, all as I know is how to teach mathematics, and that's what I do. And I thought, you know what, I'm there's still kids messaging me, there's still kids needing help. Maybe, maybe I could do this as a career. I could, you know, help people in an official capacity. So I decided to to launch the mental health mentor. And yeah, again, the amount of the amount of people that have contacted me is it's actually quite overwhelming at the moment, and I'm struggling a bit with it, but. It just shows me that there is so many people out there that are battling and they just don't know what to do. And they've a lot of them have tried the psychologists, the psychiatrists, you know, the hypnotherapy, the psychotherapy, that sort of stuff, and it just hasn't worked for them. And for me, the most when I've learnt the most, it's from talking to kids and kids actually telling me openly, honestly, how they feel, and that's where I learn the most. And I feel like if I can do that for kids and boys and men, then, you know, I'm not telling anyone that I can fix them because I've been told that too many times by doctors and you just can't promise that to people. Um, I've been promised it too many times. You know, I've been promised within six sessions you'll feel remarkably better and still six years later I, I have the same fears. So I'm not the sort of person that's promising anything. All as I'm saying is that I have a, li I have a lived experience, I can share that experience and I can help you you know, in any way that you need that help. So, um, yeah, I suppose that's where it all came from. Yeah, nice. And, and and I think one thing you just, what what I've taken really away from that there, Chris, is that it really comes down to the power of listening and not telling people that you can fix them or this is what you need to do, but just allowing, particularly boys in your case, um, just to talk and you're, and you're just listening. And, and from there it sort of snowballs because they will explain everything to you. And, and that's probably, is that sort of the advice that you would give to, you know, people out there if they they know someone struggling from anxiety or um, different mental health issues how important is just listening mate it's it's the only thing I I'll be honest I've got a really good friendship network I've got amazing people in my life but if it wasn't for my parents my mum and dad I would have killed myself probably three or four years ago they support me so much and all they do is listen to me. They don't offer me advice. They don't tell me what I should be doing. They just 
you know, some days I'm having a bad day and I'll just text my mum and, and I'll just tell her how I'm feeling and she'll just say, come over and we'll listen to you. And that's honestly all they do. Um, you know, they've, they have, they've helped me financially in the last seven months, but in terms of helping me, they're the two people in my life that have done the most for me purely because they listen to me without judging me. Mm. Oh, that That's so powerful, Chris. So, uh, from and I'm a big believer in this as well that just talking and sharing and and getting rid of all those feelings that you know for so long have been bottled up inside that they're, they're probably the best tips we can do. Are, are there other areas you've found that um, work really well for sort of helping people that are suffering from anxiety? My self talk for the past six years has been terrible. As soon as I start to feel anxious. My self-talk is things like, I feel anxious, this is shit, I hate my life, I want to die, I can't handle this. And I don't know how I started doing this. I didn't get any tips from anyone or you know help from psychologists, but I just started to tell myself, and if I said this out loud in the street, I'd sound like a crazy person, but I just tell myself over and over again, repeatedly throughout the day that I'm okay. So I'll wake up in the morning. And I'll feel anxious and I just say to myself, I'm okay. I don't say anything else. And for me, I've found that that keeps the anxiety at bay. I don't know what, I don't know if that would help for other people. But for me personally, I find that with exercise and meditation is something that has really, really helped me. And I've tried CBT and I suppose it's a form of CBT. But yeah, I just find that works for me. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really important sort of message there that, um, Everyone will have something different that will work for them, Chris. But I suppose the big thing is, and like you've mentioned, keep trying till you find that right, yeah? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nice, mate. So where with the obviously with the new website launching and everything like that, um, what a what so people can just contact you if you know and they want to chat to you. Um where where's the best place to find that, mate? Um, so Oh, there's a couple of platforms. There's my website, which is thementalhealthmentor.com, and on there is an inquiries sheet at the bottom where people can email me through my email address. But also, um, if people want to, they can contact me through Facebook um, under Chris Seipel, so that's C-H-R-I-S-S-E-I-P-E-L, because I do a lot on Facebook, and I suppose people can scroll back through five years' worth of posts and actually see what I'm really about and see that I actually am real and I am struggling as well. And I think that, and I have found that people open up to people that are open and honest about their struggles. Yeah, uh, mate, so true. And um, vulnerability and sharing and, you know, people are struggling. I think too often, don't get me wrong, I love social media and particularly the way you're using it to um, show that, you know, life isn't perfect. But I think too often yep. we, we compare and we envy and, and we get jealous of other people because we think their life is better than ours because social media is normally just that 1% of everyone's day that's amazing. They don't post the other, the other 99%, do they? Yeah, I agree, definitely. 100%. Well, mate, hats off to you that you're, you know, explaining, sharing and, and living what you're going through and sharing that with other people because I know just people reading that, you may not even know that you're helping them, but I can guarantee you are because the more you can be open and honest and vulnerable with that, um, it is going to resonate with other people. Now, Chris, I always like to fire a few questions at my guests and uh, yep. one of them would be, mate, if you could look back to 18-year-old Chris, um, 
is there one bit of advice from all your years of everything you've done that you could give yourself as an 18-year-old if you could go back in time and tell yourself? Well, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably on the lo- along the lines of what we're saying now, I probably would just say to myself, mate, don't bottle things up because I – I remember it all started when I played rugby and I played rugby at a decent level and I would get so stressed during the week and worry about things that would go wrong in the game. And for me, it seemed like the be all and end all, but I never spoke to anyone about it. Like everyone would have thought that I was the most confident person around. And people said that to me at school and when I was playing football. So I'd probably say to myself, mate, reach out to some of your friends, talk to your mum and dad, talk to your brothers and just tell them, you know, what's going on in your head. I think that's what I'd say to my 18 year old self. Yeah, and I think that's so true because we are a reflection of the people around us. And a lot of the time we don't want to burden them. We go, oh, we don't want to burden them. They've got their own things going on. But it's a complete opposite. And it's like you just said with your, your parents, you know, that they generally want to help you and your true friends will be the same. And I bet you're feeling that as well. So I love that advice. Now, what legacy do you want to leave on the world when you're starting out uh, the health mentor? What, what do you what do you want to leave a legacy, Chris? Another good question. <laughs> <laughs> Fire them at you towards the end here, mate. <laughs> You've no, given these to me before. No, so and then, <laughs> and then, sorry, mate, if this is giving you a bit more anxiety, but this is the whole idea. No, no, I, like, no. <laughs> I like you thinking on your feet, legend. Mate, to be honest, I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't want, you know, I don't want to pe- want people to have really any thoughts about me, apart from the fact that I was someone that was struggling but still wanted to help people like I don't know my whole life which is probably a little bit to the detriment of me I've put myself second which is something that I'm learning to do now I know that if I am really going to help people then I have to put myself first so I am learning to do that but I suppose I just want people to to know that I was a guy that you know did go through some struggles and tried really really hard and you know, his main goal was to to be there for other people that were struggling because I, you know, what I've experienced and what I'm experiencing, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. So, yeah, I suppose that's it. I just want to help. Yeah, I, and, mate, I think that's really powerful the way you just summarise that, that um, to really have impact and help other people, you need to put yourself first. And, um, it's mate, it's it's never too late to figure that out. And I think you're, you're on the right path here. And um, with your messaging and... Uh, just how vulnerable you are and you can tell that you care mate um i know that people listening this will be wanting to reach out go and check out your facebook page go onto the website send an inquiry um because guys you can tell how raw and honest chris is here he's not just doing it to make a buck and that's why i wanted to have you on here mate and uh is there anything else that if anyone out there was you know sort of struggling or they're a bit anxious about reaching out to you mate is there anything you'd like to say to those people just say send me a message, you know, just let's just talk. That's all we need to do. You don't need to you don't need to meet me in person because I know that's hard for some people. I can talk to people on the phone, I can message them if they're comfortable messaging. Just I think the you know, the initial step is the hardest. And I think once you make that initial step, it's still gonna be difficult, but it will get easier for you. I know when I first started struggling, the thought of talking to people about my struggle would was something that I just couldn't do. And I thought, you know what? I don't care what people think. I'm going to put this on Facebook for the world to see. And so, yeah, I'd say send me a message. Let's have a chat. 
Love it. Love it. And 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 that's I think that's the great thing that it is non-threatening. You don't even need to see in person. Get the ball rolling and as you feel more comfortable, then you can con- continue to progress. So, Chris, mate, from me personally, buddy, firstly, huge congratulations on the work you're doing and the impact you want to make. Um, hopefully, people can reach out to you after this. I'll have links in the show notes. This is going to be episode 172. Um, and you'll Holy be able hell. to... <laughs> a few episodes, Chris. Um, you'll be able to go down the bottom and uh, obviously have the website, Chris's face book as well where you can reach out to him and um just thank him obviously for you know being open honest and sharing his story but also for the impact that you're trying to make and help other people chris i i take my hat off to you mate and i really appreciate you on the on the show today thanks dale i really appreciate you talking to me and i think you're doing an amazing job too mate so keep it up legend thanks buddy